people sometimes are put in leadership roles that they didn't necessarily think they were ready for, but they have actually turned out to be amazing leaders. Hey, what's going on? You're listening to the Live Leaderly Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Alba. Here on the show, we invite guests from all walks to share their stories about leadership, which just become stories about life. I ask that with the people in your life, please tell your story, listen to theirs, but in the meantime, we'll do it together. Here on the Live Leaderly Podcast. And joining us on the show today, she's the director of the Global Solution Advisory Leadership Hub at SAP, Laura Ward. Laura, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Darren. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. Thanks for asking. Uh, what is what is the Global Solution Advisory Leadership Hub at SAP? Could you explain what it is? Certainly. So Solution Advisory is an adjunct to our sales organization. They really are the solution and the industry experts. And across the world, there are tens of thousands of these individual contributors who are responsible for conveying the value and the messaging of our solutions to our prospective customers. So the managers of this group all belong to our leadership hub. And what I and there's about 600, 700 of them, first level and mid-level leaders. And my role is to provide thought leadership, to provide best practices around leadership, to provide development and training on our tools and processes to help them become better leaders. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad that we have you on the show to share some of those thoughts. Um, to, to kick off, could you... Uh, I, I always like asking, and I get different different answer to this. Uh, what is your first memory of leadership, the first time that you can remember you leading a team of people? So it goes back a long way. As a, as a kid, I was involved. I grew up in a rural area in Alabama, and I was involved, like many of us were, in 4-H. And I was the president of our 4-H chapter uh, there at my school. And then also I was selected to be on the countywide leadership group. Um, for the you know all four H's around our, our entire county, so I, it was pretty in- interesting then. It was kind of exciting, and I think that is what set me on a path of of leadership throughout my career. Okay, and then since then, you've uh, you know life and your career has taken you a, a number of different places. Could you speak a little more about your background and and where you're from? I, you said Alabama, but yeah, a little yeah. more about your background. Yeah, so um, I went to college in Alabama, and uh, again, I was a president of my sorority. I was the editor of our college yearbook, um, several different roles throughout college and leadership roles in high school and college. Um, after college, I joined the Marine Corps, which uh, the military, as you know, is one of the best training grounds for leaders that there there is. And so I really spent a lot of time uh, through officer candidate school and then through the Marine Corps follow-on training, the basic school, just completely, you know, soaking up leadership and leadership lessons and leadership, how to be a leader, what not to do, how to, you know, everything you could possibly know about leadership. After I uh, got off active duty in the Marine Corps, I stayed in the reserves and retired uh, just a few years ago and went into a a very, I would say that the Marine Corps uh, trained me for the best, the, the hardest job in the world, and that was retail. So I was a sales manager in retail in the stores. Uh, I was, uh, went through uh, several training programs there, and then uh, ended up in software uh, because of my retail background and my retail experience, ended up implementing software for retail customers and uh, then became in this pre-sales role, selling the software to the customers, leading a team of pre-sales solution advisors, and now in, in this role. Okay. So from 
being a you know a president and in your sorority as an editor to the time now covered a lot of ground has your idea or concept of leadership morphed or evolved over the years and in, in, in what ways yeah I, obviously it has i mean when you're doing this in you know in high school and college you don't really know what you're doing you just kind of somebody says hey you're going to be president or hey you're going to you know or you run for it and you get it um and you don't really know what you're doing you're just trying to you're, you're more managing right you're just trying mm-hmm. to to drive towards something, whatever that is, whether it's, you know, getting your yearbook finished on time and meeting those deadlines, or if you're in the sorority, making sure that everybody's getting their study hours in, or, you know, we're meeting our obligations uh, for altruism projects. And it wasn't really until the Marine Corps that I learned really about leadership training and and where I developed my my real point of view on leadership training and, and is really around servant leadership. And I know uh, Simon Sinek has leaders eat last. Well, that's something that I learned in officer candidate school, right? When you're going through the chow line and you're, you know, you're in that temporary leadership billet for the week, you know, you make sure that the entire platoon goes through before you do. You hold the line, you hold the door open for your platoon because you're there to serve them. And by doing that, you're taking care of them. They will know that they are are cared for and then they will accomplish the mission. So that's really, I, I think, you know, for the past, I don't want to say how long it's been since I joined the Marine Corps, but, but for the past several many years, that's really been the way I've approached leadership. And so in your, your roles after the military, like in retail and software and your current roles, um, a little bit different setting, um, not, not so much going through the chow hall and, and waiting for the rest of the team to right. go through. Uh, what kind of lessons from the military have you applied and tried to pass along in, in your, your civilian role after your military career? So one thing that comes to mind is when I was in retail, I uh, I worked at a large department store and I was responsible for the housewares and part of that housewares was gourmet foods. So we had, you know, fresh baked croissants every morning. We had a yogurt machine. We had fresh baked cookies. We had all of those things that required someone to come into the store like 536 o'clock in the morning in order to bake the cookies and bake the croissants and get the yogurt machine ready and all those things. And I, I went in as a new manager and I said, I want to learn what you do. Nobody had ever done that. Well, that's one of the things I learned in the Marine Corps is you need to have the credibility with your team to be able to step in and do their job. You're not there to do their job, but you need to prove that A, you understand how challenging it can be. And B, that if something goes goes wrong, you're there to step in and help them out. Um, so as a result of that, I ended up stepping in and, and making quite a lot of croissants and a lot of cookies and cleaning a yogurt machine. Um, but they they also knew that they could count on me to do that. So that's one place that, you know, just learning that in the Marine Corps um, and then bringing that into civilian life. And then uh, I'll say that in my, my most recent leadership role is really, you know, again, standing side by side with the people who are doing the demonstrations to customers I had done that job, so I was able to step in on a couple of occasions when someone was out due to illness or due to you know previous commitments and, and take their place in the customer. Again, I'm not there to do that, but being able to stand side by side with them to, to help you know provide that, that support. So especially in your, your current roles, um, kind of helping and coaching people to, to learn leadership in their own roles. There's all kinds of different leaders out there. Everyone does it in their own way. There's introverts, extroverts, people that you know lead with humor, um, lead in just a number of different ways and personalities. How how do you, I guess, f- get them to find the leader inside them when you have all these different, very different kinds of people? 
I, I think you have to give people opportunities to to take bite-sized pieces of leadership. Um, and that's one of the great things about our role here within SAP is we have something called either a solution captain or a demo captain so that somebody during the, the time of a sales cycle can act as the leader of that opportunity. So it's it's not a necessarily a people manager role, but it they're in they're in charge of you know providing the pulling together the resources, providing coaching for the people on that team and, and encouraging people who I don't think I can do that. I'm too shy. I'm too introverted. I'm not, you know, haven't been here long enough, but recognizing the things that they don't even recognize in themselves to say, all right, well, maybe you don't feel like you are, but maybe you can start off as an assistant. You know, you can help so-and-so out and kind of take a part of that leadership role. Um, One of the other things I really encourage people, again, especially within SAP, is we have the opportunity within our employee resource groups to take leadership roles. And that is a a very safe way to to exercise some leadership skills. Um, and it, people are all, you know, the employee resource groups are always looking for people to take on those roles. So it's like, you know, if even if you're not a member of the Veterans or the Black Employee Network or the Business Women's Network, you can be as an ally and take one of those leadership roles. Uh, so I, I really encourage people to find some way to, to try it. Uh, we actually have one of the, the things that I've put together for our pre-sales organization, our solution advisory organization, is an aspiring leaders workbook. And it's a, a series of, you know, are you cut out to be a leader? You know, are there there are questions that you should ask yourself? Why do you want to be a leader? Do you want to be a leader just because you get to get a little bit higher salary? That's not the right reason. You know, do you want it because you want to see people develop and do better in their own careers? That's a that's a good reason to do it. And then help them give the tools. You know, what's that? 30, 60, 90 day plan. What are you going to do once you get that job? How are you going to make a difference? How are you going to improve other people's lives and, and you know, help them do better in their job? Because once you take the role as, as a manager or a leader, it's not about you anymore. It's about the people on your team. Now, that's, uh, that's great. That uh, sounds like a great idea. The, the leader's workbook uh, ties into a, kind of a big theme on this show. It's the, the podcast name is, is Living Leaderly, which means that leadership is not that salary increase. It's not that position, that title. It's having that impact on, on other people. And so, Laura, right. if you could think about maybe some of the people that have the most impact on you or the leaders that you've uh, admired the most, you, you don't have to use names, but what, what would they do in the days and months that, that really made an impact on you? I, I go back to, um, this is one of my first uh, commanding officers in the Marine Corps, and he it, it just always resonates is firm but fair. You, there's times that you you might have to have you know give somebody some you know, not so great feedback. Um, it's hard to do, but you just need to be firm, but you also need to be fair, be fair with everyone on your team. Um, and that you know I know we talk a lot about equity and equality, and that's really goes to just being fair with everybody. What did they need? what whether it's you know, handholding or whether it's coaching or whether it's, you know, maybe a, a soft little kick in the, the rear, what do they need to get better? And and being fair without, you know, showing prejudice for or against anyone. Firm, firm, but fair that, you know, and then that, that personalization that not everyone's the same. Uh, some people right. need a little bit different of a kick to, to get them going, which brings us to a kind of another big theme of the show is that here at Leaderly, we believe anyone can learn to lead. And so with what you've said, Laura, uh, is that something that also resonates with you? I think so. I, yeah, I, and I'll say that 
again, going back to the the people that I've seen in, in my life, whether they were military or corporate, people sometimes are put in leadership roles that they didn't necessarily think they were ready for, but they have actually turned out to be amazing leaders uh, because they're coming at it with no preconceived notions. They're willing to learn as they go and make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. So I think, yes, any you can learn to be a leader, but you have to have you have to have the desire and the passion to, again, make it about other people and not about yourself. Well, it's not not about yourself and the numbers, but those people that are around you, um, like you're talking about. Um, right. Well, we're we're about to to wrap up here shortly, Laura. But I wanted to turn it back over to you if you had anything else you wanted to add for the podcast. No, I'll just say um, in my last leadership role, I I didn't think I ever wanted to manage or lead people again. Uh, I thought, you know, I just I'm happy rowing my own boat. It's rewarding, but there's also challenges. Um, and I'm so glad that I was I, I did jump into that that last leadership role because I learned so much. I mean, you always learn as a leader. If you're trying to learn something new, then you will learn something new. And and if you think, you know, I know everything there is to know as a leader, nobody can tell me anything, then you just need to stop. You need to walk away because you always can learn something new. You can learn something from someone. I read probably I don't know, hundreds of articles a month on leadership. And I learn something all the time. Yep. Never stop learning. Never stop learning. All right, Laura. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you sharing your, your story and your, your wisdom. Um, and for those listening, thank you again for joining us here on the Live Weirdly podcast.